Hey everyone and welcome to the Secondhand Sports Podcast Experience. We certainly appreciate you all joining us today. My name is Berg. I've got my co-host Matt with me on today's episode. Um, we go over some big news out of Kansas City, a few more current events, and then after that we dive into some classic college football 30 for 30s. Today we've got the Trojan War, Pony Excess, Brian and the Boz, and finally the Gospel according to Mac. And then uh, for the next 30 for 30 episode that we, for the our reviews, we'll be going over the U, the U Part 2, and Catholics versus Convicts, so definitely some classic documentaries um, for that next episode. Um, also, just a little preview, we'll have uh, the UFC 251 is coming up this coming weekend. So next episode, we're going to try to get Jeffrey on to talk about that and go over some UFC stuff, drop that knowledge on us. So stay tuned for that as well. Thank you all for listening, and we certainly hope you enjoy. All right. Before we get to the 30 for 30s, let's start off with some current events. The biggest one, obviously, everyone is talking about right now. You know them. You love them. Coach Duggs. <laughs> Not Patrick Mahomes. I thought you were, yeah, were going to say Mahomes <laughs> first. Coach Duggs to LSU. He finally got his opportunity. I think Big Cat was waiting on you know the perfect moment. And, um, yeah, he finally hold that tiger. I think one thing about this is a lot of people that haven't been following any of what Coach Duggs has been doing yeah. are, like, super confused. Because, like, we're in the LSU Twitter world, so I, I, I was just waiting on people to be like, what in the hell? Why, why is Coach like, – who is yeah. this person? Why is he a cartoon? So, yeah. yeah. I mean, it's just like, well, you think about this now, LSU is now the – but you know, you, you hear the cradle of quarterbacks, running back, you DBU. Yeah, they're now head coach. You head coach. You Les Nick, Miles, Coach Ogeron, Gus Duggerton. I mean, what what a Nick, list. Nick, Nick Saban. Nick Saban. Yeah. <laughs> wow. Nick Saban. Charlie. Yeah. Mack. I forgot about him. Exactly. Yeah, Charles McClendon. All those yeah. guys. Yeah. So. Um, also, uh, LSU got their uh, championship rings today too. Yeah, yeah. That was another real life thing. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That was pretty neat. Um, they got three rings: one for the national championship, one for SEC, SEC championship, and one for being at LSU in the year of 2019. So, <laughs> um, yeah. Did you see Miles Brennan's post about them? They look humongous. I yeah, mean, they're, they're like huge. On yeah, the, I, on yeah. There. I saw. I saw. A, there was a couple of players that I already posted. Like it was uh, Miles Brennan, Jamar Chase, Zach. Uh, Rosenberg. Yes, Zach von Rosenberg and Cushenberry and all those guys. Yeah, it's pretty neat. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> it's always fun. I mean, obviously we're LSU fans, so it's always fun to uh, go back and uh, remember those times. Actually, the Florida game was on the other night on like a random – was Ju- Saturday, I yeah, guess? Yeah, it was 4th of July. Yeah, yeah. I was like, wow, the memories. That was one of the best games I've ever been to for sure. Um, also, in other news, of course, Patrick Mahomes securing the bag, um, getting how much, Matthew? Break it down for us, Matthew. All right, so Patrick Mahomes got a 10-year, $500 million, $503 million deal with the uh, Chiefs yesterday. Mm-hmm. That's that's uh, yeah, kind of depressing. 20, yeah. He's 24 years old. And yeah, 24. Look, look, look where we are right a year, now. A year older He's my than age, us. and look what he's doing. Look what I'm doing. <laughs> Yeah, nah, it's it's fun. All right, so for the breakdown of his contract, every ten years, well, for ten years he's going to make five hundred and three million. Mm-hmm. Every for one year, he'll make fifty million. No, fifty mil, fifty point three million dollars. Mm-hmm. For one day, he'll make one hundred thirty-seven thousand eight hundred eight dollars. For one hour, he'll make five thousand seven hundred forty-two. Uh, dollars for one minute he'll make 96 dollars and for one second he'll make a dollar a dollar 60 so in about five seconds he is he's made about five dollars just yeah <laughs> so it's not just, it's made about five dollars since we've been paused yeah <laughs> 
So, um, I mean, credit to them. One thing that obviously uh, the Chiefs are have got to be worried about now is trying to sign other players because, geez louise, um, it's a lot of money. Um, I, I think, I don't know, you have to pay the man. I mean, he just brought you to the Super Bowl. He's definitely one of the, I mean, he's already an MVP. He's one of the most electric. He is the new generation of quarterbacks. Exactly. You look at him. I can't imagine what Lamar Jackson's next contract is going to be when his is, comes up because I mean it's pretty much the same thing that the way his play style and what they've been able to use him um, as kind of like the dual threat quarterback of the new era you know um, which was started by Cam Newton you know kind of yeah Cam Cam started bit. that for so, sure so but um, um yeah I mean I think it's deserved at this point after oh, you win a Super Bowl you know well, they're trying to keep him around well, especially have, since you haven't won your first Super Bowl in fifty in fifty years, you know the Chiefs for just years have been snake bitten ever since they went to the Super Bowl in nineteen sixty nine, nineteen seventy. But um, sixty nine season, yeah, sixty nine season. But nice. like, yeah, but you know, getting a quarterback like Patrick Mahomes, his caliber. I knew from the minute he got drafted, he was gonna, you know, he was gonna be a very, very special player. Really. I knew it because I, I saw I got to, I saw him play against LSU. Texas Tech, yeah. Texas Tech, LSU, yeah. They had the worst defense in the country, <laughs> but they had the best offense, and right. we had the best defense too. Well, yeah. I think we did. I don't know, but um, that Texas Tech Oklahoma game. I don't think people talked about it a lot when it happened. I don't think people talked about that enough. That was between him oh. and Ma- Baker Mayfield. That was a shootout. So, yeah, both yeah both teams air raid offense. Yeah. It doesn't get much better than that. Yeah. That's one thing. Yeah. Highest paid athlete in sports history. So you, you could uh you can now call him Patrick Showtime Magic Money Making Mahomes. <laughs> exactly. And now Clyde, we were just talking about how what is it, twenty out of twenty two uh starters are returning for yeah, next yeah. season. Yeah. And uh they just got, you know, a national championship running back in Clyde Edwards Alaire, so um, well, yeah. kid that yeah, kid that could have a lot of success in the NFL, right? And like you know, with signing Mahomes and with everyone coming back, I I really don't think the Chiefs need to make any big changes this mm-hmm. offseason at all. No, they've got it. They, everything's in place. You know, yeah. maybe they could win another one in a row. Absolutely, yeah, wouldn't doubt it. Um, you know, as far as hopefully the season happens, anything can happen in an NFL season, but they are definitely one of the more stacked. You know, all around. You look at their defense and their offense. I mean, they're they're solid. So yeah, and there, yeah, and there hasn't been a back to back Super Bowl champion since the two thousand three two thousand four Patriots did it. Mm-hmm. And because it's twenty twenty, I feel like anything could happen now. But yeah, I, I'm surprised the Patriots. They just kept going back to yeah, Super kept, Bowls, huh? They yeah. went they, they went for three straight years, but yeah. they lost against the Eagles. Yeah, they beat the Falcons and Rams, but. Lost the Eagles. So. Right. Yep. In other news um, surrounding the NFL, the Redskins minority owners and uh, sponsors. Uh, obviously, we talked about last episode. The FedEx is pushing Dan Snyder to change the name for the Redskins. Um, not much new news on that, but it's definitely it, it's heated up since the last time we talked about it for sure. The uh, Snyder is. Seems like from the statements I've seen, it seems like they are going to change the name, and they've been pushing him to do this for a long time. So um, it'll be interesting well, to see what they. It's change. been even before Dan Snyder was even there. Yeah, and like you're in Washington D.C., so everyone's you know wanting to change the name and all that stuff. Yeah, yeah. Um, also, David Njoku requested a trade from the Browns. Is this the end of the Browns? Well, they don't really have any kind of success. So. Yeah, I thought, I thought I thought the end. I mean, the end is. You remember when they got like Jarvis and Odell, and everybody was like, "Holy smokes!" And Baker have, yeah, Mayfield. Baker Mayfield. Yeah, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, the The only things it, this off season is just so weird because of COVID nineteen, obviously. So um, there's just a lot of speculation right now for him like what can the cleveland browns get but apparently they've tried to keep him and he's like no i want out so he didn't yeah he didn't he didn't do really good 
He had a terrible season last year, too. Yeah. He only had five receptions for 41 yards. So that's probably why he's wanting to go. Yeah, might be going somewhere else. Yeah, and the year before that. They, he, they, they, the, they, they got a Austin Hooper in free agency okay. from the uh, Falcons. So Gotcha. That, yeah. That makes a lot of sense. In 2018, he had 56 receptions for 639 yards. So uh, obviously seeing a decrease in production there Yeah, for sure. That's about all for uh, as far as sports go for now because there's not much going on. After the 30 for 30 segment, I'll have another uh, F1 update. Um, just I'll keep it short this time. Probably not a lot of people watch F1. But if you're interested, um, I'll go over that. They had the Austrian Grand Prix this past weekend on Sunday. Valtteri Bottas um, came in first. So I'll go over a little update on that, a little race recap. So, um, yeah, other than that... Without further ado, we'll switch it over to the College Football 30 for 30s. All right, starting off with the Trojan War, um, the story of how Pete Carroll went to USC and um, won a lot of football games, quite a few football games with Reggie Bush, Lindell White, Matt Leinert, um, very good team and coach O that was one of the notes that I had too is like coach O is also in the mix here and when you look at where this team went Reggie Bush he won a Super Bowl Pete Carroll won a Super Bowl coach O undefeated national champions the and best all, college football season of all time and on that coaching staff he also had Lane Kiffin Steve Sar- oh, who's really? Lane Kiffin I did not Steve know Sarkeesian uh dang so he had him yeah. a squad USC, did did Coach O take over right after he left, too? Is no, that, after Carroll, well, we can talk about what happened, what he yeah. does later, but after he left U, uh, USC, they hired Lane Kiffin to be the next head coach. Lane oh. Kiffin had just finished one season with Tennessee, and he he ditched Tennessee to go to USC. Tennessee got pissed off, but and then um, he coached, I think, two or three years, and he got fired, and then they, then they hired um, – Steve Sarkeesian, who was uh, the University of Washington's head coach. Gotcha. And, you know, he's he's now the uh, offensive coordinator for Alabama. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. I think I knew that. Yeah. yeah he, he got You know how he got fired from USC, though? Oh. oh, was that the one he, like, freaked out? No, he got – he got a uh, – he was intoxicated on the yeah. job. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That's how he got fired. Yeah. Yeah, it's crazy. <laughs> it was funny seeing Carson Palmer winning the Heisman. Um, they just kind of like skimmed over that, but yeah, like uh, I don't know. He, he's just been in the league for so long, which now he's retired. I think he's been retired a couple of years, but it's just crazy to see all those older guys um, in their prime. I mean, really, Reggie Bush, you know, and Matt Leinart. I don't think he had a very long. Well, he was around the NFL for a little while, wasn't he? He was uh, drafted by the Arizona Cardinals. He yeah. probably should have been the. I think he should have been the number one overall pick. Because his offensive coordinator, Norm Chow, who was a offensive coordinator at USC, became the OC for the Titans. The Texans had the number one pick, but they had the number two pick. The Texans picked uh, Mario Williams, and people think, okay, Liner's a good fit over there. But, but um, you know, they wanted to go with Vince Young because Vince Young beat him, and the yeah. owner, the uh, Bud Adams, he wanted to go with Vince Young. So yeah, yeah. Also, <laughs> what happened to Lindell White? That was another note that I had. Like Lindell he White, he played. Didn't he? He played for the Seahawks for a little while, or he worked out for the Seahawks when Pete Carroll was there. He, uh, I think he got drafted by the Titans. Yeah, oh, he, that's he got right. drafted by the Titans, and then yeah. in two thousand and eight, the the Titan uh, he re- reunited with Norm Chow, mm-hmm. and then in two thousand and eight, they went undefeated. Well, they didn't go undefeated. They lost three games. And Kerry Collins was their quarterback. Kerry Collins was a wash off, and Vince Young got hurt. Kerry Collins became the quarterback. You know, only lost three games. And Lindell White was in that backfield with Chris Johnson. When you know, they were both. Johnson was a rookie. He had over a thousand yards, mm-hmm. and then Lindell White had like nine hundred something rushing yards or something like that. Gotcha. Yeah. yeah. The the whole documentary kind of follows the story. Like you have the um, their winning streak or whatever, however many games it was. I can't it was like remember. Thirty five games or something like that. Yeah, um, and then broken by Vince Young in Texas. That that's the main part of the story. And then the second kind of half is about uh, the whole scandal with Reggie Bush. How um, he had an agent <clears throat> in college, and then 
his parents and family were living in a house in Los Angeles yeah. um, while he was attending school there. So um, it's also funny that Lance Armstrong is like in the mix here as well, like talking about how USC didn't cheat or something like that. Oh, he it's is? A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Wait, he, uh, he said, did he say that in his documentary? Did he no, say that? no, in this documentary. And oh. now he has a 30 for 30 out about yeah, yeah, him thought, cheating. Yeah. That's what I thought. <laughs> yeah. I thought that's what he was talking about. Yeah. It was his documentary. I don't so, know. I, I haven't seen that one yet. But he was from Austin, so there was he was like the Texas. There, yeah, I, me- I remember. Okay, I remember yeah. that now. So him and uh, McConaughey. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, it's just crazy. Another thing that I had about all of these is um, it's like I wish they were longer, almost, especially Trojan War. I feel like this one could have been stretched out a lot more. Maybe not like. Like the Pony Excess, you have, you know, that's a good length. But, like, there was so much that went on with that USC team at that time, yeah. you know? Um, well, so. if you think about it, that's probably – that's the only time that – that's the last – USC is the last team to win a national championship in the uh, Pac-12. At that time, it was the Pac-10. Yeah. And, you know, you have Oregon – yeah, trying they to came win close. They, right. they, they come close a couple of times, but just haven't gotten there yet. And yeah. So really, that was the last like real time where Pac-12 was relevant. Yeah. <laughs> and yeah, we and we right. we knew we knew growing up too. We knew USC was. They were. I thought you know before. I thought they were the best team, and then Alabama came out of nowhere. Yeah. Yeah. For some reason, I it seemed like everybody hated USC too. Growing oh, up, I, I hated USC. Yeah. Um, cause they were the best. So one of the things that is a running theme, and I'll probably say it again with the Trojan war pony excess, which is about, um, players being recruited, you know, with illegal means, I guess, basically people were paying the players. And then the boss too, um, is these guys are like 18 years old getting recruited and sometimes they're 17 or 16 if they're getting recruited when they're sophomores in high school. And if an agent comes to you or a coach comes to you and says like, Hey man, I know your family's struggling right, struggling right now, but if we, you know, if you come play for us, then we'll take care of your family and we'll help them with their bills and things like that. Like, of course. Well, yeah. Why would you say no to that? Exactly. So if you're, I mean, you're not thinking about okay, this is gonna break in. You know what I'm doing is gonna break in CA rules. They're gonna give my dad a job, right? You know, they're gonna give us a house. We don't have to pay anything. Yeah. So as a young college kid, of course you're gonna say yes to that. Yeah, exactly. And that uh, that kind of maybe that's a good segue to Pony Excess. So this was about the, the period of time when Ron yeah. Meyer was the head coach. Well, not just Ron Meyer, but this is about like you know who was about, the other guy? Oh, Bobby Collins. Bobby, Bobby Collins. That was the other coach. Yeah, Bobby Collins. Yeah. I mean, so basically, Ron Meyer starts this huge um, culture of recruiting players. I mean, even without paying the players, he was a great recruiter um, with all the the boosters that they had around that area, um, flying to 72 high schools or whatever in the state of Texas and Arkansas and Louisiana. Well, Um, keep in mind that, you know, SMU, now they're in the uh, American Athletic Conference. But at that time, before the Big 12, before – before before the Big Twelve Conference, there was the um, the Southwest Conference. Yeah, that's that included, right. It included all the Texas teams. All basically. the all the Texas teams, and then you just had just Arkansas. Right. <laughs> yeah. And you, yeah, so I mean, SMU was back then. That was the premier conference in the in the right. country. Right. That's yeah. where, especially in the South, for sure. Well, Texas. Well, yeah. I mean, I wouldn't say South. But I would say more like Texas. Yeah. Middle. Yeah, in Arkansas. (laughs) I don't know, Southwest. So, um, and then the majority of that is just following different players. I mean, they were paying these guys like $40,000 a year to come play for college, which, I mean, it's all under the table. It's all done by boosters. And to me, it's crazy. Like, even if I like my football team, like, you have to have some money, which they're in Dallas. You're in Dallas, Texas. There's a lot of oil money going around, so that is true. But it's like, man, you're – Donating a lot of money for these guys, and um, well, I mean, and like even even all the teams, not just SMU. Every yeah, every team and yeah, the, the, the every team in the state of Texas. I mean, we already know that every team in college football does that. You know, it's everyone's doing it. Yeah, but back I mean, then it was even now. You look at what Clemson, <laughs> freaking yeah. Travis Achan is uh, 
somehow forgoing his NFL career to stay for a senior to stay year, for win a one third one. national, yeah. se- second national championship, right? Yeah, third appearance. Yeah, this so. this um, but yeah, this this one's probably one of my favorite, just because of like where SMU was in the beginning. They right. weren't one of the best teams in the Southwest Conference, and just yeah. by getting Eric Dickerson and Craig James, yeah, they became one of the most dominant teams, right. you know, in college football. They may have cheated, but right, <laughs> they yeah. were, you know. Still good. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I mean, it kind of, towards the end, it, it basically, it, it kind well, of falls apart. Yeah, and, yeah. Um, they get caught, they get the death penalty, and these players stick around and still practice with the team. And you have these guys that were on the team after they had gotten the death penalty. And it was like, the, the, it was just a whole, they were playing high school football with High school football teams athletes. could beat, could probably yeah. <laughs> have a good game against them at that right. time. That's how far SMU fell down. I mean, SMU, they went from playing in Texas Stadium where the Cowboys played to playing, like, in a soccer stadium, and then they moved back to the Cotton Bowl. But, like, yeah, you know, it's it the death penalty, I, I personally do not think anyone deserves it. Right, Because yeah. of what it did. I mean, SMU was guilty what they, of what they did. Mm-hmm. But every other college team was doing it. Exactly. But SMU got in trouble because they're in Dallas, Texas. They're yeah. in the headquarters. You know, they're in Southwest Conference headquarters. Well, yeah. headquarters of that Southwest Conference. Yep. And same thing. You look at the Saints scandal. Everybody was having, uh, you know, Bounty Gate and all that other stuff. Yeah. So the Patriots have had some things, um, rulings, you know, upon them that, have been controversial in that way. So um, another note that I had was, so uh, Ron Meyer leaves, you know, he escapes before the fire Lee, comes. Cause, I mean, they, they had already gotten in trouble before. Yeah. But he left right when, because right. I mean, that's when everything was about to get that's bad. That's the thing too. It's like Pete Carroll and Ron Meyer in both of these situations, like leave when it starts getting heated. <laughs> like, I don't know. Cause they're, yeah, they're, you know, SMU know. was start. I mean, Everybody knew that SMU was going to win a national championship in 1982 because just because of the talent they had on their roster. Yeah. That's why Ron Meyer left because he realized that, like, oh, you know, I don't want to get in trouble. If we, I don't want to get in trouble again, so I'm going to go to the, be the head coach of the Patriots. And Yeah. 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 Um, but poor Bobby Collins. That's the coach that took over after Ron Meyer. Like, yeah. I don't know how. I mean, they talk about the the worry this this guy had, the anxiety. It's like he was super stressed out about. Well, yeah, he just he was just going. He's you know he's a good old ball coach. That's right. All he wants to do just, <laughs> just to, wanted to coach football, from southern man, southern Mississippi. He wants to coach football. That's all he wants to do. But he eventually went down with their with the ship. Right. Yeah. He yeah. inherited this mess that mm-hmm. uh, they had created. So. But yeah, yeah but pretty interesting. But yeah, and his, but his first season as the head coach, they go undefeated. Then they play Arkansas the final game of the year, and what ticks me off is they kicked a field goal to tie that game. Had they not tied that game, they would have gone to the national championship, played Georgia, probably could have won won that game too. Yeah, but they also could have gotten it taken away as well. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yeah, it would all been stripped away, vacated yeah, probably. Uh, um, it's interesting. Stephen F. Austin is probably going through the same kind of situation right now with their uh, whole athletic program too. It's not just the football program; it's their entire athletic program. So it's Texas. Yeah, yeah. You want to have good football in the state of Texas? They're going to do everything and anything they can <laughs> to win. Yep. Um, next one on the list. But wait, actually, but throw one more thing is, I thought it was crazy that the the person who was in the leader of all this. Mm-hmm. Was the governor of Texas, Bill Clements? Yeah. The fact yeah. that he was involved in all this—that was, yeah, that was like it's oh all facets of, yeah, yeah. I liked it. I liked it. Um, actually, I think the most, the worst, the most cringiest part of the documentary was when that player David Stanley came forward and just said, "You know what? I'm gonna just destroy SMU football right here because <laughs> yeah. they're not letting me go back to school." Yeah, and they interviewed that guy. The Bobby Collins, Bob Hitch, the athletic director, and the other guy, Henry Lee Parker. And, and like, Dell Hansen's asking Henry Lee Parker, he's like, do you have any – have you ever met David Stanley? He's like, I never met David Stanley before. <laughs> I have no personal con- – I have no contact with him. And it, it, like, he sent, like I – I don't know what was in the envelope. They don't. They never found out what was in it. But he sent it in an SMU stationary envelope 
And then they found like a couple like letters or something like that that he wrote, and they gave it to a handwriting expert, and she basically said, "This is yeah, it's it's the same handwriting, yeah." yeah. And basically, right that right after that happened, SMU football that was done, yeah, it's over. And when the uh, David Barris, the uh, chairman of the NCA infractions, I guess, before he announced the, you know, they, they were going to get the death penalty, he fainted. Oh, really? Yeah, he fainted before he because. No, no school, SMU at that time was, you know, like Alabama or like LSU, LSU right today. Now. <laughs> yeah, yeah, LSU today. Right. You know, it was going to leave a huge impact, and everything, and it, it has. And to me, it's a shame. I would have loved to have seen SMU. Yeah. Just like keep on. Yeah, because they really haven't. I mean, they did well last season, um, but they really well, they, haven't come they've, back. They no, I think I think that they have re- they've recovered from the death penalty. Yeah, they have, I mean, yeah, Jimmy Jones when the documentary came out. So. Yeah, if they, yeah, if they, if they win a, if somehow they win a national championship, like maybe like UCF did, which they're in the same conference as UCF. Yeah. So if they have an undefeated season, go to the, maybe make it to the playoff or make it to a big bowl game, they're gonna claim that they're national champions. Yeah. Death penalty. It's all over. It's a thing of the past. They're uh, third, and they were they were they were third in their conference. Um, Memphis number one, Navy number two, and then yeah. them. They were ten and three last year. Tulane was the next on the list. They were seven and six. <laughs> so that's that's a, that's a compet. The AAC is like it's competitive. Yeah. When when it Navy when it, had a good team last year too. Oh, Navy's always once they joined because they were an independent before. Right. Yeah. With Army and all them, they joined that conference, and I wish Army would join it because it it'd be very you know awesome to see. Yeah. All righty, moving on to Brian and. The Boz. The Boz. Um, definitely one of the more interesting ones, kind of like a character study. And um, uh, one of the things that starts off from the very beginning is him going through all of his old stuff with his son. This is Brian Bosworth. Um, the Boz. The Boz, which was a, a one of the – I mean, they showed his highlights. He was such a dominant linebacker. For Oklahoma, um, and basically, it's it follows his life and his career and kind of the spiral out of control because it's called Brian and the Boz because they refer to them as two, two different two people. Different people, yeah. There's the Boz Brian. is this this guy that he pretends to be on the field and and acts like, and then Brian is him, yeah, for real. <laughs> so. One of the points that I had that kind of, like I was saying, him and his son, they're going through this old closet uh, of stuff, this storage unit, and, like, th- he's his son is going through his dad's memories, basically, of being, like, this superstar sex icon. His son is, like, nothing, nothing like him. Nothing compared to him at all. Yeah. The boss is huge, this huge, giant huge, guy. Huge guy. And yeah. <laughs> son's just, like... Kid looks nothing like him. Also... And you kind of have to watch it to understand, but when he had to sit out during the Orange Bowl, he put on a T-shirt that said something like the NCAA is communist or something like that. National. It stands for um, NCAA, Mm -hmm. National Communist Against Athletes. Welcome to Russia. Yeah. So, um, and what what did they, they put sanctions on him or they, they, Kicked him out of oh for well, steroids. They, they well yeah. they they suspended him for the game because of steroids. Yeah, he said that he didn't take any steroids. Right, I don't. I'm not too sure, but right. Yeah, that was kind of unclear. Like he yeah, admitted it to it, and then he talked about how he wasn't actually one. Yeah, and then he walked on the field for the coin toss, and the referee said, "You, you know, you, you can't be here. You gotta, yeah. you can't be in this game. You gotta be on the sideline." Right. So then he wears that shirt, and then you know everything that he created, everything that he did good at Oklahoma, everything that he was. I was gone. Right. It All because of that T-shirt. Taken away. Coach kicks him off the team. Um, or doesn't necessarily kick him off the team, but tells him, you're going to the NFL next season. Like, you're not you're not coming yeah. back for your senior year. And uh, so you hear the story of this, and then his son is just like, oh, can I keep the T-shirt, man? And, like, he's – this T-shirt basically destroyed his career, and he's yeah. crying about it. And the son's like – yeah, man, can I keep that and wear it to school? It's just yeah, I don't know. Well, like, tell me, you missed you you missed part about this part about how like his beginning and everything. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and I like, kind of yeah. skipped around. Yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Go yeah. ahead. His dad, like, his dad was you know 
tough on him and stuff, and I mean that's normal. Yeah. But like you know, it's it, it, it kind of got me a little because I was just like, like his dad would just keep stats like instead of watching his son play football, yeah. he would just you know. We're talking about Bron- this. the boss's dad, not yeah, 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 so yeah. It, it, it was, that part was kind of you know sad. Yeah, it was tough. I mean, and one of the themes of the whole story was he was just trying to find him. Yeah, press his dad basically. Well, um, that yeah, that just like find who he was, I guess. I don't, yeah, yeah. So. Yeah, and then he got you know. Once he got to the NFL, you really know, he just spiraled out of control. Just started controversy. Yeah. Um. He wrote that book. He wrote that book that just destroyed Oklahoma football, and he 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 apologized to them now, so he's good. And there there was one player, Tony Casillas. He still hasn't, you know, he still's not talked to him, or talked to him, or anything forgiven like that. him, or whatever. Forgive him for it because you know it it really just yeah. like ripped the can. Oklahoma, you know, didn't have a win. You know, didn't win a national championship. I don't think even had a winning season in the nineteen nineties. Yeah, all be, in that book after it, that because it. It cost Barry, that book basically cost Barry Switzer his job. Yeah, I mean that Barry Switzer, the head coach of Oklahoma at the time. Yeah, and that was another thing about that story was how close they were. Yeah, how um, the uh, Barry Switzer knew how to get the most out of Brian. So yeah, um, it's another little aspect of the story. Probably it's not my favorite one, but I mean it's pretty good. Yeah, it was good. It's an inter. It's more about just him specifically rather than the team. Um and um that hair that hairstyle though like Yeah. Everybody it was all the rage. He was the superstar. Nineteen eighties. Yeah. Set the stage he, for Deion Sanders and I mean all yeah, these he, other Yeah, he was the first what would you say? Like a prime not prime time but like a character, character. on the football field. Yeah, character, you know? yeah. Because a lot of, I mean, this was in the 80s, so it was like football was more of just like, you know, nose to the grindstone, not as many characters in the yeah. game. And now it's, you know, it's a lot more of a player-friendly league. So even though he was hated, and I'm, this is probably bad, even though, like, you know, he basically had just, like, destroyed every, like, shamed everybody that, you know, he has ever been with, he still made, he still did very good for himself by doing that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Like yeah. marketing and stuff, it created like he got he you know got a lot of yeah. money from that too. Yeah, he made t-shirts, t-shirts that were like like against him, but he sold them yeah. to the people. That yeah. book was was like number two in the New York Times bestseller. Bestseller, I forget what the yeah. book's called, but well, then like and then he and then he called out John Elway. Elway's um, word. And then he calls out <laughs> Bo Jackson and just gets yeah. demolished. Destroyed. Oh, the book is called The Boss: Confessions of a Modern Antihero. To me, his to me his. If he never signed that agent, maybe he would have. Because like he he never signed with the agent while he was in Oklahoma. He was talking to the right. He, he was, was just working with him, basically. meeting an agent. He wasn't doing business with him. He right. was just meeting an agent. But you know, it's he probably yeah. he probably was talking. I mean, I, I think you know. Yeah. I also, uh, O.J. Simpson is just like in this documentary as well. <laughs> this is another one. He's just it's just a flash on the screen. It's just. OJ, I think he came up in USC. The USC went to in the Trojan War. I can't yeah, they, 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 yeah, it's just it's just crazy. Like seeing him compared to what he is now, and then this was before the whole trial and everything. Which uh, ESPN has a whole entire like documentary series on that OJ made in America. Yeah. Okay, moving on. The Gospel According to Mac. Like this one. This yeah. Pretty pretty good for sure. Um, good character study, just like Brian and the Boz. Um, Barry Switzer was also in this one Barry <laughs> because Switzer. they had to play Oklahoma um, and Les Miles too. It's funny the little little cameos here and there. Yeah, they didn't they didn't spend. He only had like two seconds, I think. Like he he no, wasn't he, in it long. Well, he he was in it in the beginning when uh they were talking about Salinesi. Yeah. Uh, the quarterback, which we'll talk about him. Yeah. And then and then like. We can talk about that one. Yeah, I mean, there's, there's, so, a, there's a this one's really good. This is my yeah. favorite one. So basically, it's about um, head coach of Colorado moving there. He was a pastor, Bill McCartney. Bill McCartney. Um, so I, I say he was a pastor. He was very involved in like the Christian church, Minister, like a minister. Yeah, it, it, yeah. It didn't really say what exactly 
he eventually starts his own church. So. Well, like he, he, uh, like they were talking about the beginning of the documentary, he was like an alcoholic. He, he was like, he was yeah. like, like an alcoholic and stuff and was home late and was. Yeah, when just, he first started coaching. And one of his players basically opened his, like, opened his eyes up and he accepted Jesus Christ in his life and all that stuff. Yeah, had a come to Jesus moment, stopped yeah. drinking. He was like, I haven't had a drink in 49 years or whatever it was. Yeah, yeah. So, um, and then the main meat of the story was how he was recruiting all these athletes from all over the place and a lot of them were African American and the the adjustment that the school University of Colorado Boulder. Yeah. So um and and the adjustment that Boulder had to make too. I mean they talked yeah. about the police and, and that kind of thing. Well, yeah, because like, you know, Boulder is a very liberal town. Yeah. And, you know, Bill McCartney's coming from Michigan. He's Christian conservative. Right. I mean, that, that's, you know, we're not going to. Right, yeah. That. But, but, but like, also, but, uh, they talk about how it's like 98% white people. Yeah. And then you have these athletes coming in. That That's also a big part of it, too. Yeah. But uh, I think that the thing that really impressed me about this documentary is just like, you don't hear about Colorado football anymore. Yeah, no. You, you don't hear about how, like, you know, from the. the that early period, the 80s and 90s, of how good they really were. They're one of the best teams in college football history. Right, yeah. And now they're, you know, <laughs> like, you don't hear about them they go, at they, all. They, they, they ditched the Big 12 Conference, go to the Pac-12, and yeah, they had one good year of success in the Pac-12, but that's it. Yeah. I mean, honestly, I didn't know they were even, had even, like, gone to any of these bowl games or anything before yeah. I watched this. So, yeah, for sure. But, um, you know, like, you know, it, it it talks about, you know, Bill McCartney's first few years, you know, it didn't, you know, wasn't winning on the field, off the field was preaching, and then Colorado basically told him, you know, look, you need, we don't need you to preach right now, we need you to coach, and yeah. you know, he went back to coaching, and then eventually Colorado started, a, he started recruiting all these kids from all over the country. Right. Like these kids, you know, kids from California, and, you know, just everywhere. They're, mm-hmm. These kids aren't thinking about, I want to go to call. You know, they're thinking I want to go to Nebraska. Right. Yeah. Nebraska to, was huge. Nebraska was one of uh, the biggest you know, rivals. Well, one of them. Nebraska, Oklahoma, and then you had Colorado. So then they start talking about um this guy named uh, Salinesi. Yeah. Les Miles talked about him. I was like, whoa, yeah. Les Miles is in here. Cause that was he, a huge cause he, component because he coached with and Salinesi was one of the best quarterbacks in the state of California. Probably the best quarterback in the state of California. And Colorado was just going to the triple option offense. And that was a Nessie specialty. So, you know, Nebraska is trying to get the kid. Of course, Nebraska, you think you go to Nebraska, but he chooses Colorado instead. And, you know, goes on to have a couple of good years, you know, I think one or two good years of Colorado. Very good years, yeah. And then some stuff started happening off the field. Yeah. He, um, he like, got with the daughter. <laughs> yeah. And head coach's daughter. Head coach's daughter. Yeah. And, you know, a lot of a lot of stuff happened over there. And eventually, like, you know, the kid his kid, T C McCartney, he um he actually went and played for LSU. Oh, really? Yeah, at the end uh, of the documentary. That's why Les Miles came back on it, it like he was it said Les Miles assistant head coach. And then it showed Les Miles, LSU head coach, and it showed him like, you know, him and T C and Bill or something like that. Yeah. But so, is, so so Sal has um a kid with Bill McCartney, yeah. Bill his McCartney's daughter. daughter, yeah. Yeah. So yeah, and that's, yeah was, that was a big deal because they weren't married yet and he was super Christian and um that was it was like uh the talk of the town, I guess you could say. Yeah, that, oh yeah. during that time, you know, all the gossip and everything. And that yeah. was a, a big part of it, like what else is going on with this team yeah. if the starting quarterback is with the coach's daughter? You know, yeah, exactly. So. And they, they talk about how they were – it's not like it was just out of nowhere. They were friends. They were, had been, you know, dating a while. Yeah. And um, that kind of thing. So it happens. <coughs> yeah, and then they and then all of a sudden, you know, they go to their bowl game. You know, they, he, still is, he still is the quarterback. Mm-hmm. They go to their bowl game, and he's not feeling too well and stuff. So then he like gets he gets like checked in or something to the hospital and he has like a I guess like bone cancer or something like that. Mm-mm. You didn't see that part? 
it wasn't bone cancer. He he, it was he had else. a stomach cancer. He had yeah, stomach yeah, cancer. Yeah, yeah. And you know what he didn't. He eventually didn't make it. He passed. But just just seeing like this is probably this is my favorite part of the whole documentary. Just seeing you know Colorado, they're they're doing this for Sal and stuff. And right, he attended some of their games uh, while he was still getting treatment for it. Yeah. Um. And so they were you know dedicated their season to him, and it was like midway through. I think like, after the third game against Illinois, yeah, he died and he then passed away, and so yeah. they were really but dedicating then, everything to their. And then like, them. and then at the funeral, like, Bill McCartney had never spoken about yeah, the baby, the, the, and yeah, he publicly did it there, and and then you know, and that happened, and then um, after that they went and played Washington, and they just Washington at that time was one of the best teams in the country, and they just whacked them oh, like fifty really? points or something like that, and then they go on, they go. You know they finish undefeated. They play Notre Dame in the Orange Bowl and just get absolutely destroyed. But then yeah, Lou Holtz, Lou Holtz, he Lou Holtz said he said he said something about he was he said um he was like Colorado is living a lie or something. Yeah, like that. yeah, living and, a dream or something. Yeah, yeah, living a lie. I think that's what it was. Yeah, yeah. Colorado took that as an offense to Sal because mm-hmm. that's what he you know they felt like he was referring to Sal. And then eventually you know they, they lost the bowl game, so they didn't win a championship for Sal. But you know, the next year they had some guys coming back, but they lost. They lost one game. They tied the other game. Yeah, this it was like is, the yeah, first. They, this they, is, this they, the next season, nineteen ninety. Right, they won one game out of the first three, or something like that. One was a loss, yeah. and the other one was a tie. So. And then they went and played uh, Missouri. And that game, that game, the nineteen ninety Colorado Missouri game is known as the fifth down game. Oh yeah, where the officials they didn't they didn't know the down. They and lost the, it down. the scoreboard didn't was wrong too, yeah. and then you had that one that that one lineman or somebody he came in he was telling the quarterback uh, Charles Johnson I guess that was his name he was like he was a uh, he was like coach he's like that was that was second you know that was four downward and then the quarterback's like man shut up yeah. something like that <laughs> and they yeah. go on they win that game controversy and then they eventually go to back to the national championship game yeah. With Notre Dame again too, right? Notre, yeah, Notre Dame again. So, and there was two back-to-back Orange Bowls, right? Yeah, because yeah, at so that it was time the two big, two back-to-back Orange Bowls with Notre Dame and Colorado. Yeah, wow. Because well, like yeah. that back then it was, you know, teams were picked by like opinions and like it, it wasn't like yeah, it wasn't like it a playoff today. system or anything. It wasn't like no, that. it was just Power like you rankings. Know, basically, if you were in the Big Eight Conference, which Colorado was a part of, yeah, if you won the Big Eight championship, you were like had a good season, you would go to the Orange Bowl and play. Yeah, yeah. It was. That's why, like, you look at the history. That's Oklahoma, what I was thinking. Oklahoma, Nebraska, the most Orange Bowls in um, college football. Right. Most it's appearances. Like, I see. I, I was watching. It was like for this. Like, where are the, all the other teams? You know, like certainly these weren't Notre Dame and Colorado weren't the only good teams in college football at this time. You know, yeah, what they, I mean? well, they were. So yeah, but um, so then, you know, Colorado was you know they went in they were beating Notre Dame. Mm-hmm. A couple minutes left in the game, and they just, you know, they, you know, they was four down, so like, okay, we're going to punt. And Colorado's punter, Todd, Todd, Tom Ruin, is an All American. He was kicking it to the ball to Racquetball Ismail. Racquetball Ismail is one of the greatest, fastest college ball players of all time. They called him Rocket? They, they called him Rocket. Yeah. And they punted the ball to him because they said, we're going to punt it to Rocket win the championship. And then Rocket runs it all the way back for a touchdown yeah. with, with a few seconds left. But then. And you know Bill McCartney's like, oh, I sh- I thought about resigning and stuff. I should you know, resign. <laughs> yeah. And then they talk about, and then the flag is thrown. Yeah. Pass, you know, clipping or something like that. And the mm-hmm. like, Colorado one of the Colorado players said that was a hell of a clip right there or something yeah. like that. <laughs> and talking about how it, <laughs> it was basically helmet to uh, knee kind of situation, or yeah. like the back of the leg. Um, yeah, he was like, I still have marks from that. Of course, it was clipping. Yeah, yeah. Apparently, that was a big controversy at that time. Oh, that was that was big. Yeah. Well, the fit down, like you think about that game. If if they didn't, if that game would have been different, they wouldn't have won a championship. Right. Yeah. That clip wasn't called. They wouldn't have won a championship, but they they won a national championship. Yeah, a lot of different things falling into place. But however. They didn't want to. They had it was a split national championship that season. That's right. Because yeah, Georgia, yeah, Georgia Tech won the Gator Bowl, and I guess they were undefeated. 
So back, <laughs> you back then, like Georgia back, Tech. <laughs> yeah, that's crazy. I guess back then recruiting was a lot more spread out, huh? Well, yeah, if because you, you're you not you don't have everybody going to the SEC basically. No, you had, you either went to Oklahoma or Nebraska. Yeah. I mean, you, you went to all, but Nebraska, like from the '70s to the '90s, probably was the best team in college football. They have two teams in that decade that you could consider. I think 1980, the 1983 Cornhuskers, the 1995 that you could consider as the best teams in college football history. Yeah, and good old Les Miles. Man. Les Miles getting a start from Bill McCartney. Throwback to when he was the head coach of LSU. That's crazy. Exactly. That was like our entire childhood, basically. But oh, well, yeah, a little bit of Nick Saban in there, and then Les Miles. Yeah, um, yeah. And I can, now I can under. I mean, Bill McCartney leaving Colorado. He was only fifty-four years old when he left. I think yeah. he was fifty-four or something like that. And at that time, Colorado was in the middle of you know in the nineties. They had a lot of success. They went to many Orange Bowls. They went to a couple of Fiesta Bowls. Mm-hmm. They had that one game against like one game against Michigan, where Cordell Stewart. If you don't know who he is, he was quarterback for the Steelers and wide receiver. He was a multi-purpose guy. Mm-hmm. But he um he threw a hail mary against Michigan or something like that, and they won the game. But I forget what they call that, but I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah, so the end is basically um, McCartney like realizing that he's spending too much time coaching and not enough with his children. Just, yeah, so, family and stuff. Yeah, so he um, comes off the mountain and starts his own ministry and had, like, huge... They said something like he had a, a men's group rally or something like that, and it was, like, the largest religious gathering of men in the entire country or history yeah. or something like that. So, um, yeah, I mean, he... Very dedicated. Whatever he's doing, obviously. I mean, I mean, he found a way to bring God into the sport for sure, and then, you know, he switched to just doing a ministry. So, yeah, that was definitely a good story too. Definitely a heartwarming, good way to end it because, like, the other stories kind of <laughs> ended in chaos. So, yeah, yeah. Okay, the segment you've all been waiting for. I know. Quick little segment on. F1, we'll make it quick, guys, you know, like the race cars. couple of heavy hitters out fairly early in the game um, for the Austrian Grand Prix this last weekend. Um, it was on Sunday. Max Verstappen and Daniel Ricciardo were two of the first guys to get out. Verstappen seemed to have lost power on his... Uh, and on his car, so um, he's out of the race, and then Daniel Ricciardo following him as well. Um, Valtteri Bottas ended up getting first, Charles Leclerc second, and Lando Norris third. Lewis Hamilton is usually the guy that's leading the pack, and he actually finished second after Valtteri Bottas, but he got a five-second penalty for causing a collision. Um, that happens if you cut corners. Um, you end up you know, running into people on purpose, then um, you get time penalties. So he ended up getting fourth overall, but uh, Mercedes, you know, kept the points basically because Botas was in the lead and Mercedes has some sick new cars compared to what they had. They kind of had like a bland gray and these are like a darker gray, I guess. <laughs> so not much of a difference, but still pretty cool. And uh, Carlos Sainz coming in fifth for McLaren as well. So... Um, looked like a pretty interesting race next weekend. Um, this coming Sunday, they're racing at the same, uh, track. So it's the Red Bull ring. It's a different, it's, they're calling it the Steiermark Grand Prix. Um, but it'll be at the same place. So they don't have to go anywhere or anything like that. Um, same thing as the UFC. They pretty much just had the whole thing without any fans. All the, the, um, coaches are, the team principals and operators, engineers, they all had masks on and took precautions. So it'll be interesting. Um, just like the NBA is kind of going through some turmoil right now with guys having to drop out or not wanting to play and put their families at risk. Um, that's going to be a big thing for these drivers too, if they end up, you know, getting the coronavirus. So, <laughs> so I will keep you guys updated on that. Well, I'll, I'll try to have a little preview or a little segment um, 
for the next race as well. And let me know if you guys enjoy it or if you want a, a longer segment, I can explain even more. Who knows? Uh, maybe you guys are super into F1 because it's one of the only sports going on, even though we have baseball coming up in the very near future. It looks like we have UFC coming up for this weekend on Saturday. It's going to be um, a pretty exciting UFC card there. We're going to try to get Jeffrey on for uh, the next episode coming around Friday um, and to give a little preview about that. Next week, we're going to have a little bit of um, some scheduling conflicts because I'll be out of town pretty much the entire week. So we might not have a podcast. Gunnar and I are trying to do a, another science one. Um, but if the scheduling doesn't work out, then we might not be able to get one out. But uh, the week after that, we'll definitely be coming back strong. That's when baseball will be definitely heating up. So, um, yeah, look out for that as well. The next 30 for 30s we're going to review will be the U, the U Part 2, and Catholics versus Convicts. So (laughs) a very uh, University of (laughs) Miami-centered slate of 30 for 30s there. So... We'll look forward to that. We're going to try to get a couple more guests on as well. We're kind of still working with COVID at the moment. You know how that is. Everybody's dealing with it at this point, and um, especially around Lake Charles. So as always, we appreciate you guys listening. Reach out to us if you have any suggestions for the show. If you liked the show, if you want to hear more of any one thing, just let us know. Hit us up. A lot of you guys can probably just text us anyway, so (laughs) you can do that as well. Once again, thank you all for listening, and we'll see you all next time.